Hi, I'm Kira Revens, and on this week's Sunday 7 Ireland edition, we have a special Smarter 7, which looks at the reign of Queen Elizabeth II, who died on Thursday, the 8th of September. In the Smarter 7, we take a look in more detail at a significant moment or topic, providing clear and concise detail that gets you up to speed on the what, the why and the how. As the UK both mourns the passing and celebrates the life of Queen Elizabeth II, we take a look back at the seven decades of her reign. announced from Sandringham at 10.45 today that the king, who retired to rest last night in his usual health, passed peacefully away in his sleep earlier this morning. The 50s were a time of great change in Great Britain following the death of her father in 1952. Princess Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor ascended to the throne, making her queen of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth. Now, with the great officers, the Archbishop moves to the south faces the Duke of Edinburgh, the other princes of the blood, and the massed assembly of the peers. Sirs, I here present unto you Queen Elizabeth, your undoubted queen. She was crowned in June 1953 at Westminster Abbey, bringing her into the line of kings and queens who've been crowned there for nearly a millennium. And not even 30 years old, she delivered her coronation oath, which was heard by millions around the world. In her speech, she looks to a bright future under her reign as monarch. I am sure that this, my coronation, is not the symbol of a power and a splendour that are gone, but a declaration of our hopes for the future. And for the years I may, by God's grace and mercy, be given to reign and serve you as your queen. The monarch's Christmas message was a tradition that started in 1932 with King George V. And 1957 brought with it the first televised Queen's Christmas message. In it, Her Majesty summed up how much the 1950s had brought change to the world. Today, things are very different. I cannot lead you into battle. I do not give you laws or administer justice, but I can do something else. I can give you my heart and my devotion to these old islands and to all the peoples of our brotherhood of nations. The 1960s ushered in a new era for the Queen. The family welcomed another addition with the birth of Andrew. And for the first time ever, they also welcomed cameras into the family home to document them off duty. The 105-minute colour documentary called Royal Family was broadcast across England in 1969. In the swinging 60s, it was an attempt to revive public interest in an institution widely seen at the time as out of touch and irrelevant. I stood in the middle of the room and pressed the bell and the doors opened. There was a grown-up. <laughs> and I had the most terrible trouble. The decade came to an end with possibly its most iconic moment. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. 
With the Apollo 11 crew, a message from Queen Elizabeth was sent to the moon, etched on a disc alongside messages from 72 other world leaders. Upon their return, the astronauts stopped at Buckingham Palace, meeting Queen Elizabeth, Prince Philip, Princess Anne, Prince Andrew and Prince Edward. There was much to talk about. Later, the astronauts commented on how well-informed and interested in the American moon program were Her Majesty and the Duke. In their own words, Armstrong, Aldrin and Collins said the meeting was delightfully memorable. As the 70s rolled in, the colour of the decade was certainly silver. On November 20th, 1972, Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip celebrated 25 years of marriage with their silver wedding anniversary. The public lined the streets of London as the royal couple took a car ride through the capital, waving the to the car crowds. Drives across the ground on its way back to Buckingham Palace. However, the main event of the 70s was the Queen's Silver Jubilee. In 1977, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II celebrated 25 years on the throne. This was welcomed with street parties and parades throughout the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth, culminating in June with the official Jubilee Days, held to coincide with the Queen's official birthday. As the 70s ended, Margaret Thatcher became the first female Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. As was tradition, the Prime Minister would meet the Queen in private to discuss affairs of the nation every week for the next 11 years. The 1980s began with what was being dubbed the fairy tale wedding, watched by 750 million people worldwide. On the 29th of July 1981, the Queen's eldest son, Prince Charles, married Lady Diana Spencer at St. Paul's Cathedral. I, Charles Philip Arthur George. I, Charles Philip Arthur George. Take thee, Diana Francis. Take thee, Diana Francis. To my wedded wife. To my wedded wife. It was a national holiday for the event and street parties were held up and down the country to celebrate the occasion. Despite the promising start, the 80s were a challenging time for the Queen. In 1981, Her Majesty survived in an assassination attempt after a man fired six blank shots at her as she rode down the mall. Then one of the most bizarre things to ever happen to the Queen. I'm in the Queen's bedroom, so to make sure it's the Queen, I walked to the window because... She's looking very small in her bed. In the early hours of the 9th of July, 1982, Michael Fagan, an unemployed man from Clerkenwell, broke into the Queen's bedroom through an open window. And suddenly she sat up. What are you doing here? Get out, get out. She jumps out there. What are you doing here? Still to come in the Smarter 7 Queen Jubilee edition. There's a series of unfortunate events, more celebrations, and we take a look towards the future of the Crown. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Despite their royal blood, the Queen and her family have not been immune to the ups and downs of life. The 1990s were a particularly turbulent decade, with the Queen famously referring to 1992 as Anna's Horribilis. 1992 is not a year on which I shall look back with undiluted pleasure. It has turned out to be an Annus Horribilis. That year saw the separation of two of her children from their spouses, a fire at Windsor Castle and the publication of Diana, Princess of Wales's tell-all book, revealing the problems in her marriage to the Queen's eldest son, Charles, and his affair with Camilla Parker Bowles. In August 1997, a year after their divorce... We have reports from Paris that Diana, Princess of Wales, has been killed in a car accident... Her silence and the failure to fly a flag at half-mast over Buckingham Palace were met with public dismay, pressuring her to do a live television broadcast on the 5th of September, the day before Diana's funeral. First, I want to pay tribute to Diana myself. She was an exceptional and gifted human being. In good times and bad, she never lost her capacity to smile and laugh, nor to inspire others with her warmth and kindness. As Queen Elizabeth's reign entered the naughty, she was struck by a series of unfortunate passings. Princess Margaret, the Queen's younger sister, died on the 9th of February 2002 after suffering a stroke at the age of 71. Just over a month later, the Queen also lost her mother, the Queen Mother, who died aged 101. At Windsor Castle tonight, the Queen is mourning the loss of her mother, who at times had seemed so indestructible. She died at her home close to the castle, where she'd been since the funeral of her younger daughter, Princess Margaret, in February. 2002 began as a sad year for the Queen, but there were also happy times. Millions of people across the country came together to celebrate the Golden Jubilee. To celebrate her 50 years on the throne, the Queen and Prince Philip travelled extensively. They visited 70 cities and towns in England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland and travelled more than 30,000 miles around the world, visiting Jamaica, New Zealand, Australia and Canada. But the celebrations don't end there. On April 9th, 2005, her son Prince Charles married Camilla Parker Bowles, who became the Duchess of Cornwall in a civil ceremony at Windsor Guildhall, followed by a blessing at St George's Chapel, Windsor Castle. Moving into the present, the 2010s brought about a remarkable transformation to the crown. This decade saw the marriages of Will and Kate, Harry and Meghan and the welcoming of a number of great-grandchildren. As the UK's longest-running head of state, the Queen's reign has been punctuated by an unprecedented series of milestones. Most have been joyous, but with Harry and Meghan in self-imposed exile... I need to do this for my family. And her son Andrew disappeared from public view and stripped of his royal patronages. I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady. And the death of her husband, Prince Philip. We have been inspired by his unwavering loyalty to our Queen, by his courage, fortitude and faith. With the death of Her Majesty on Thursday the 8th of September, King Charles III ascends to the throne and will face a whole new series of challenges as at 73 he looks to establish his own tone and style as the new King of England. On Friday, September 9th, he addressed the nation for the first time as King. In a little over a week's time, we will come together as a nation, as a commonwealth and indeed a global community to lay my beloved mother to rest 
In our sorrow, let us remember and draw strength from the light of her example. On behalf of all my family, I can only offer the most sincere and heartfelt thanks for your condolences and support. And to my darling Mama, as you begin your last great journey to join my dear late Papa, I want simply to say this. Thank you. In the meantime, the entire British nation and Commonwealth will join in 10 days of mourning, followed by a state funeral for Queen Elizabeth II, the longest serving British monarch who for 70 years guided the nation. Rest in peace. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.